Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager of Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. Rob, how are you doing today? Oh, awesome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, you know, we got a, we got a couple special guests with us today. Uh, we have uh, uh, Jeff Sheaves from Bona, Territory Manager, and we have Aaron Sheaves. And Aaron is Jeff's son. And today we're going to talk about mistakes that my son have, has made. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about... Yeah, well, wait a minute. We can, because we're all sons here. We've all we've all had to work for dad somehow. So yeah, I I like the name of that. Exactly. Mistakes so, uh, that sons make. Uh, Jeff, introduce yourself a little bit. And then Aaron, if you would introduce yourself, a little bit of background. Yep, sure. I'm uh, Jeff Sheaves, territory manager, of course, for Bona. I cover uh, West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. I've been with Bona now about a year and a half. What'd you do that before? Sell shoes? Uh, yeah, I sure did. I was a shoe salesman, so did that for about the past uh, 40 years. Nope, I was uh, owner, of course, of Sheaves Floors and have been in the industry now for 40 years. I started when I was about 16 years old back in high school, and we started our own business in 1993. Um, did a lot of residential, well, actually started doing working with VCT and resilient type flooring and rolled into gymnasium floors. I worked both on uh, our own business and through dealing with uh, working back through distribution and sales that way. And then, you know, kind of branched off and went into doing our own thing and rolled into gymnasium floors is how we actually started in 93 under our own name. It was actually JNS maintenance at that time and went on to become Sheaves floors and did that up until I started back uh, here with Bona. I saw a great picture of Aaron and your dad, uh, your dad, right, on the job site? Was your, was your dad also in the industry? No, he was actually uh, in the trucking industry all his life, and then he retired uh, probably mid-50s, and he actually started helping us there in the early 90s uh, on gym floors. Gotcha. And we would bring him in, kind of, you know, scrubbing recoats and got him in to help us start doing, you know, running gym lines, running the taper paint. He could do pretty much everything. So that was, it was a great picture. Uh, I like that. The, you know, the, you know, it's a pretty special to be able to work with your granddad on the job. So uh, how you doing, Aaron? Uh, maybe the same thing, just a little bit of background about yourself. I'm Aaron Sheen. You hear that bell? That's oh, nice, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. But don't ever freaking do it again. Okay. Right. Yeah. There's uh, only bell, one bell, bell master here. Uh, I am the bell master today. <laughs> you get to take a break. You know, this, Wayne, this was the reason that when Aaron attended my uh, training, I failed his ass. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I'm Aaron Shees from Shees Floors. I took it over from my dad, you know, which I really, honestly, I felt like I was running it really since I was born. He was just holding me back. So now that finally with Bona, I get to kind of do things a little bit more towards my way. It's been a lot more peaceful since he's been gone, but it is a, it's been kind of a tough adjustment. So you, you know, you work with your dad that long, you know, not too many family businesses, you know, hang in there can push through it between the battles and the good times. But, you know, we had a lot more good times, I think, over the bad ones. So, but 
he's not really there anymore, but that's good. That's peace and quiet. I get to do it my way. So, um, you know, Aaron, uh, I was talking to your dad the other day and he says you're really behind in some payments to him, like, you know, four or five months. So I'm uh, just hoping that you can catch up for the, oh, for mean, the new you, year, you know, yeah, it, it's mom. You got to meet her. If you haven't met you know, Satan of money, mom is that. Yeah, I can't begin to tell you right now what she's like. You sheaves like throwing that Satan thing around, don't you? <laughs> you got it. All right. So, so Aaron, how many years? Wait, wait a minute. We got we to gotta touch on this. Jeff, what do you call me? What's my nickname Satan. for you? Yeah, it is Satan. So, uh. We picked that up probably the first school we worked together and uh, kind of carried it on from there as a joke. So it's definitely like working with Satan. So I enjoy it. feel like I'm right at home. So It's it's one of my favorite texts when you will text me and say, hey, Satan, well, what do you think about this? And I, I just can't wait to show Pauline the Satan text. She just says, oh, my God, he, he nailed you. That's perfect. <laughs> So, uh, and Aaron, how long have you been doing floors? Early started probably when I was about eight years old, going out there and helping in the summers. And then, you know, really pretty much full time, I'd consider since high school and from then on. So we was going to school, getting out, and I still think I was working 40 hours a week, you know. So just been hanging in there with them as much as I could through the years. And then finally now working up to where I done took it over and running the day-to-day. So big change from – you know, being a kid back when we used to do gym floors and used to help with that. And I used to drive them nuts because I wasn't big enough to lay finish at the time. We had empty pails of cans and I had some bottles and I thought I was going to be a drummer. So I used to drive them nuts during that. <laughs> True story. All right. So I've got some questions for you. And, and I think this is interesting because of obviously the father son relationship, but also uh, the different generations uh, in this trade. Um, you know, you're going back to where Jeff said he started, you know, uh, 40 years ago in this industry. And, and since, you know, this, what he's seen, the changes he's seen versus what you have. So the first, I got some questions for you. And the first one is, what would you say, how you, how your generation of contractors differs from the other? And Jeff, I'll, I'll ask you first. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, I guess if I'm going to start, obviously, you know, if you go back, if I'm going to say old school, you know, we're still kind of the old school contractor. It's, uh, you know, the work ethic was different then. And of course, dedication to the job. I mean, that's all we did is you work from uh, morning to night, nonstop. Uh, if you want to say that was our hobby, that was our hobby seven days a week. That's all you did was work. And of course, the younger generation, they look at it a different way. I mean, it's really a job and they want their downtime, which is, that's a good thing. I mean, you really need to do that. You've got to separate work and your personal life and, and do the time with family. We, I didn't do that. You know, the wife took care of the kids and did the sports and, and I worked all the time. So that's one of the biggest changes. And of course, I think if we go back and I, I was thinking about this this morning is one of the questions. And if I back up, I think about then how secretive we were. We never talked about or shared ideas and things and, and work together to learn from each other. It was always a secret blend, a secret formula or a secret product. Now the guys, they really get there and they talk between each other. 
training, social media. They really communicate and work together to teach each other instead of it being all about the competition and not sharing ideas. I just, man, you echoed everything. I mean, I could say that word for word. Uh, same with me. We, we work seven days a week and that was just it. But in, in fact, um, if we if somehow a week, you know, came available to us, a job, job dropped or something, hell, you didn't have any hobby. You didn't know what to do with yourself because you never had any time for hobbies. And there's no sense starting one now because you may not get back to it for three months. And um, we, that's it. We, we uh, you know, we, we just, it was all work. And uh, we, like you say, we, you know, we never scheduled vacations or stuff like that. And that was just the way we were raised. It was kind of the norm and didn't think anything about it. And also about this secrecy thing. You're right. I mean, um, you know, I didn't want anybody looking in my van, you know, back in the old days. I didn't know how we did things and we never shared information. It wasn't until I went to the NWFA school and, and um, realized, hey, there's a different way to do this. Why don't we just all try to get better and help each other? And it was a different mindset. And from that day forward, and I, when I realized how giving those instructors were, how could I possibly not do the same? You know what I mean? So, uh, so Aaron, I asked you the same question. The question is, what would you say how your generation of contractors different from the, the, the old school, as we'll, we'll call it, generation? I'd say the first thing, you know, that comes to mind is exactly what we're dealing with right now. And hopefully that's really not the new normal. But, you know, dealing with, you know, the mask and the sanitation and working in people's homes, you know, I don't get quarantined and work from home and do people's floors. I can't do that. You know, I'm going to their home and working and fixing their floors and making things good. So things now you got to deal with like that. And then also tool, how far the, you know, tools and equipment and things like that have come up. Luckily, I still feel privileged. I learned the old school way, you know, on the split drum, changing the paper. Didn't get that on just perfect and watch it explode and listen to that. That wasn't ever fun. <laughs> and kind of transitioning over into belt sanders. And then now you got power drives and how much easier it is, you know, things like that. So it's just a night and day difference, you know, for the guys that get into it now. I don't, I don't think they appreciate it as much if they had to do it and learn the old way like we did which I'm not that old, but just being raised up old school and just how much technology has changed so fast in the last decade and what it's come to. So Aaron, you said you've been doing this since you were eight years old. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little confused when you came to the training, were you just pretending that you didn't know how to do anything <laughs> or, or did you just want to try and learn from the beginning or, or something? I, I get, I, I don't know. I'm confused. You know, I just, I really, I didn't want to, you know, give you a run for your money and, you know, I didn't want to take your job away. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I see. Yes. Let coaches coach. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Okay. Excellent. And remember, I do have to work with this guy and he's got seniority on me. So uh, it'd be easy. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're right. So it kind of leads me to my next question, um, Aaron, or A.A. Ron. Um, if social media wasn't around, let's go, let's see, let's go back 10 years when there wasn't social media, when we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and, and, uh, and um, Instagram and all those, all those different social media outlets. How do you think your business would be different today than it is right now? How would the industry be? How would your day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, your day-to-day be compared to what it is now with all these different elements of social media personally without it now if i had to go back and we didn't have you know instagram facebook all those things i feel 
we would be, I would be further behind, you know, kind of set myself back quite a few years. You know, the amount that you can learn off other people, you know, small little tips and tricks, what they're doing, sanding or installing or a certain little tool you've never seen to make things easier. And also getting your name and, you know, your photos and everything else out there on what you can do on a floor. So, I mean, wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm at now without it. I don't feel so. Yeah. And um, I mean, the other thing too is I can't be everywhere. I, I can't be accessible to everybody. So this, this, this social media is a good way for people to learn the, uh, you know, the tricks of the trade and stuff like that. It was so much easier for us though, wasn't it? You spend an hour at the yellow page guy's office and then that was it. That was your social media for yeah. the year. One hour with the yellow page guy. Yep. That looks good. Phone number's right. Let's move on. Aaron, how much time do you spend a week um, dedicated to social media? See, this is where the missus gets mad at me. So, you know, I'll leave here probably six in the morning, go to work. And some nights I don't get home seven, seven thirty. And, you know, as soon as I'm coming through the door, she's wanting to talk this and that, trying to listen. And I'm trying to do the same, my posts on, you know, Facebook or Instagram, all that. I, don't, I try not to do it every single day now because it can start, you know, really taking up a lot of time. But, you know, every couple of days or anything like that. And, I mean, you start adding hours to it, it can add up quick, you know, between, you know, the posts, what you're doing or the Instagram stories. And then, you know, it's constantly always somebody asking questions or anything like that. And I'm all about helping them and answer them as much as I can when I can. I mean, I easily can sit here for an hour or two every night just doing that in another, you know, 30 minutes, you post one story and you might get 50 people asking questions on it. And, you know, I try to help everybody, but then it comes to, you know, one point at night, you finally just turn the phone off and just set it down because <laughs> it all starts over again tomorrow. You know, it, sometimes I wonder, like, um, for instance, if you really want to screw a, a bass fisherman up, give him a bunch of lures. I mean, the more lures you put in his tackle box, the more you're going to screw that guy up. You give him one thing, one worm, and he will fish that worm to death and accurately and slowly and methodically, and he will just actually be a, an expert. And I wonder if it isn't sometimes the same way with social media. You know, that you, you, you're, there's so many different options and, and different ways of doing things and different methods and, you know, thought processes about it. And sometimes I wonder, it's like it's all in a blender at times, you know what I mean? And I wonder how that really would affect us. Cause I remember, I mean, the one thing I remember about my career is we were so locked in and so much in a zone, you know what I mean? How we did things. And when we learned something, I mean, you took that and you just kept trying to get that better and better and better. So the skills that we had were fantastic. I mean, we were really, really good at those skills, but we probably didn't have as many skills as they as there is today. I mean, there's more, there's more different, you know, we didn't do the uh, the wire brushing and ceruzing back in the old days and texture and all that kind of stuff. But what we did, we did extremely, extremely well. So you take an old school guy that that would just, you know, had a buffer and an edger and, and, a, and, a, and a big machine. You had a herringbone floor and the hallway going what I call the wrong direction for 30 feet. That guy had to be damn good on that edger. And today, I don't, it's not so much. Now, today, it's more about uh, technique and... Um, and you know, uh, sandpaper um, sequences. And I, don't get me wrong; it's still important. I don't think things are still important like that. You know, your skills. But I just wonder if they were 
if they were back then even a little bit because you saw a craftsman back in the day that you know you walk into the distributor you see that guy with that limp that old guy at the counter you know his reputation and you think damn that's the that's the stud right there man that's the guy and yet you know he's like a gunslinger man he was like matt dillon you think man that's that's the guy the stuff he must know but now we all know that stuff you know what i mean now it's a, it's out there pretty much to everybody i think it has changed the way that the game goes aaron let me answer that question for you i because I know you've you fell asleep during that one. I was gonna say, did anybody get any of that? Yeah. No, I'm not no. Sure what my point was. The only reason I got it is because I I'm used to this. Okay. I hear what you're saying, Wayne, but it, the disagreement I have, we don't have the same type of customer that Aaron has to deal with. I I listen to my son and I listen to guys Aaron's age and everything. That is, I think, one of the biggest changes in the industry is the customer. All of a sudden now, customers know a hell of a lot more about floors than we do. And I, I don't know if we would survive our old ways. I mean, can you imagine walking into jobs when we were doing jobs and, and people telling us how to do it, what to do, make sure we do this and make sure we do that because they think they're so educated because of the internet. So just for me to throw my two cents in, uh, I'll, I'm going to go and get on Aaron's side on this one because that's a whole other kettle of fish that we just never had to deal with. You ever watch Saturday Night Live point counterpoint? Yes. Love that. I'll be the counterpoint. (laughs) I agree with you, but is there something to be said for that the machines are better the uh, you know the processes are better. The information information is out there more. The products have gotten better. So there is that side of the equation. Uh, but I think one of the biggest challenges. I think if you ask me, what is the biggest challenge that that Jeff had and you had and I had versus what Aaron has, where where uh, we had a bigger a, a more of an advantage is labor. I mean, the cha- we never had the challenges of labor back back then that they do now. It's so hard to find guys, right? So I, I think that's something that Aaron is going to have to contend with his whole career, which, uh, you know, Aaron, do you have any kids? Uh, three, unfortunately. Three too many. Three, boys, boys or girls? Uh, two girls, and then the youngest one's a boy. All right. Well, how old is uh, how old's your son? Uh, he would be turned seven. Oh, Sunday. God. Well, it's he time. can start. He can start scraping. It's time, yeah, Good. yeah. Oh, no, he's got enough Nerf guns here, and I'm happy they're finally back in school at least two days a week right now. Because if not, he'd be here shooting me in the back of head with, I mean, all the different ones he's got. So, so, what two things, Aaron, did you learn from Jeff that has been the most beneficial in your in your career, if you can say them, uh, on the podcast? Really, probably the biggest thing learned from my dad, you know, short of learning the sand and, you know, and all that, and it goes along with it and the trade on that part of it. But then once you become, you know, start as an apprentice, you're doing that, and you go all the way up and you become a craftsman, master craftsman, however good you are. It doesn't matter how good you are, you know, doing the work. When you take it over, then I had to learn real quick how to become a salesman. People are buying you, not just what you can do. So you really got to be able to talk to people and, you know, 
just be confident for them and, you know, educate them. You know, they got to know. So that was just something I used to not be good at at all. And I am still learning at that right now. So that's not an overnight learning process. You know, every customer is different, you know, how you talk to them and, you know, what you need to do, what you need to say to each different type of person and customer. So I think that's been the biggest thing and watching him through the years and then just thinking back on how to carry yourself and, you know, present yourself and everything like that that goes along with it, I think was the biggest thing I learned from him. So I, I think that's a, it's interesting because as a young kid or an apprentice, whatever you, 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 the, whatever it's your, if it's your dad or your uncle or, or just the journeyman that you're working with, uh, you observe how he does things. And yes, the, the tools is a big part of it, but also the interaction with the homeowner, uh, the mannerisms and how he, how, you know, his, uh, his decorum and how he presents himself. And, and even if you're, if you're on an estimate and uh, watching him, figure out an estimate or the thought process or why I charge so much for this versus the other, you know what I mean? And I, I think that's all part of that education. So uh, yeah, pretty cool. And uh, Jeff, did you learn anything from Aaron at all? Uh, absolutely not. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, we'll I, move on. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and I've, I've sat here thinking about it and I mean, with him, probably the biggest thing for me was uh, to work smarter, not harder. So they take it to another boundary that, that I think is old school. We were always scared to do. So when you get into the price per square foot and he says, dad, I'm going to do this at $7 a square foot or $8 a square foot. And I said, there's not a chance in hell. You're not going to get the job. <laughs> and 30 minutes after sending the estimate out, he sent a text back or copying me in where he got the 30 or $40,000 job. And I literally could fall out of the chair. So they just, they have the, there's no fear. I mean, they push it there and they work smarter, not harder. So he says, I'm going to do less jobs and make more money. So I, I think that was yeah. the biggest one. So I think Aaron learned that from me at the school. <laughs> ring, ring the bell. That's definitely, because that is one of the things we always talk about at the schools. I couldn't agree more, Jeff, is it's not doing more square footage. It's making more money per square foot. And you're welcome, Aaron, because I know that, that you got that from the bone of training. Yeah, I know. I mean, biggest thing is you look at Wayne. I don't want to be in his condition when if I make it to live that long. Oh, you, you, yeah, I promise you, you don't. <laughs> Eight hey, hey, listen, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. And I'll, I mean, you talk about insulting. And this is the God's truth. I I, I realize I, I got to do something, especially with COVID. I'm not moving like I used to. I got to join a gym again. So I went to the gym yesterday. I, I, I swear to you, this is true. I go to the gym yesterday, and I had belonged to that gym before. You know, and, and you know, it was 2017, I think, the last time I was there. They, it's interesting. They changed the carpet since I've been there. There's new machines. So as this punk at the counter goes, uh, okay, yeah, okay, I see you're still in the system. And I said, well, yeah, I said, I'm thinking about joining for another year, you know, and he goes, okay. He says, you know what? You're probably eligible for silver sneakers. There you go. Yes. I, I have never been so insulted in my life, man. Silver sneakers. I, I, and he, you know, he's looking at me like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a discount. Did you tell him how much you can bench? No. <laughs> Silver sneakers. Silver sneakers. All the way home. That's all I kept thinking about. I didn't care about the price. I just silver sneakers. So that's that. That's that's something to think about. I mean, that's even bidding jobs and stuff. 
I mean, that's be a, you know, you gotta be careful what you say because that's all I think. The last two days, I'm walking around going, silver sneakers. Aaron, how old are your daughters? Uh, 11 and 10. Okay. When I said before, get your son out there edging, that sounded pretty sexist. And I'm going to give you a little heads up. Bring your girls out on the job. Let them give it a try. Because one of the mistakes, and they always throw it, I wish that I had brought my daughters on the job a little bit more. I wish that I had given them the opportunity to maybe, you know, give that a try. But I was thinking, you know, oh, this is just for men and, you know, guy thing and blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of women out there who can do floors, who do a great job. And, you know, we've even had some on. So don't make the mistake I made. Bring those girls out on a job too. see if they like it. Yeah, no, I definitely I've been thinking a lot more and more about that. So definitely starting next year, I've already told them they don't have a choice. They're just coming. So that's just going to be part of it. So Good. they can get out and they need to get off the phones a little bit and TV and, you know, so, for too long they'll be driving. They'll need a car, so they're going to have to learn to pay for it. <laughs> well, and Aaron had a sister, too, that, I mean, she worked with him from – she started about the same time. She might have been 11 or 12, and she could do everything, uh, floor installation, sand, get out and help lay finish. She did that all the way up through college. And of course she went on to be a doctor in physical therapy, but uh, yeah, she could do the floor work too. So, yeah. Is that wow. right? That's awesome. That's be, gotta be pretty cool for you to Jeff, uh, be on a job site with, uh, with your, both your son and your daughter. And then just once in a while, just stop and look and think, you know what I mean? That these, the, you know, these, you knew these kids when they were this big and now they're on a job site and then they're, they're uh, swinging a hammer or running a machine. That's gotta be it pretty was. cool. Well, that way he could just slip out, run to a bar, sit down, have a beer, know the job was getting done. Yeah, never, never had, yeah. They fought like hell, perfect. so that wasn't going to happen. But they were hard workers, so uh, they always had that desire and, and wants. You know, they wanted things. So, they, good kids. And with that being said, you know, when she used to come out there and help during the summers in between, you know, college and stuff like that, she was always one of the best ones to help compared to, you know, a guy that had been there a couple of years, you know. My own sister can do a lot more than some of these other guys. And I mean, she really, you know, she could have took it somewhere if she wanted to, but she is a smart one. She's not killing her body like me. <laughs> so um, for, for Jeff, uh, how hard is it letting go when you see Aaron is, is grasping it, he's getting the ropes, he's, you know, he's mastering the machines and, the, and he can make his own decisions now. And, and uh that's 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 sometimes hard to let go and realize. Okay, you know he's got it. Was that tough for you, or is that a good you know, good thing or good and bad, or how did you handle that? Yeah, I mean it was good and bad. It was really difficult at first. I think it was for all of us because we had done it so long as a family business, and and him and Darlene both had encouraged me to go. You know, to Bona and uh, Rob was actually involved in that and introduced me to Martin. So uh, that's how it kind of all got started. But the first three or four months was really hard. So it was just me letting go, Aaron trying to get up to speed. He could always do the jobs. But, yeah, of course, it was the quoting and the customer part of it, the business. But once we made it over that hurdle, it got easier and easier. And, and now, other than an occasional question, or I'll try to slip out every once in a while and help him lay a coat of finish, or he's working with some different stains that we'll do. I do that just to kind of keep my skill set moving forward. But no, it, it's good now. He, he's he got it under control. You know, uh, Jeff just mentioned that 
you know, I kind of steered him in the way of how to get into Bona and everything. And Jeff, remember what I told you, you know, it's not as easy as Wayne and I make it look. Okay. And about three months into his Bona career, that's when I got the nickname Satan. That I, <laughs> I had brought True. I had brought him into hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. So uh, it's a lot more to it than what I thought. Anybody from the other side, you think when you think about the factory guys or the TMs, they're they're just riding around. They don't do anything. They work two or three hours a day. Yeah, it's nothing but no golfing idea. and going to Hooters, right? I mean, that's all we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's easy. <laughs> the reason I ask you, Jeff, about letting go and how, how that transition, because I, I'm still in that phase with Rob, you know, letting him ask his own questions. <laughs> and it's much harder than I thought it was going to be. And you know, no. right when you think they got it, they they you know they realize no, they just fall right back into the yeah. old rut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many openings did you have to do today, Wayne? Did we get it on the first one? Four. Uh, right. Yeah, I guess we both fall into our ruts. So, uh, Aaron, biggest changes you've seen in the industry since you started? Without a doubt, it's definitely the tools and equipment where it's come along and also like the social media, you know, the jobs I get now just from like Instagram or Facebook. If you'd have told me I'd have got that, you know, five to 10 years ago, uh, there's no way that'll never work. So just what it's come to and, you know, done for a business, you know, how you can promote yourself free, no advertising, you know, it's just, it's there. So you don't have to pay for advertising. You know, it's just a lot of people really take that, for granted on what they can do for business for themselves and to promote themselves with that. So how, how, much, how much behind the eight ball of a guy, you see a young guy, you know, starting out with everybody doesn't, he doesn't dabble in the social media. He doesn't care about it that much. I mean, how much is he behind the eight ball? At this point, it's, it take a couple of years depending on how good, you know, he can get into it and get going. I fought it for a long time. So, and then finally getting into it and then you just keep pushing and pushing it and just growing kind of like the followers and all that. And then all of a sudden, then you got people contacting you. They want you to come to your floors just based off pictures that you have posted on there. So, I mean, if you're, if you don't have one now, you need to get one. And then, you know, within one to three years, it could really be something as long as they stay on top of it and, you know, really work with it. But how necessary is it? What if I didn't want to, I mean, how, how would that affect my business? I did, I just didn't want, I didn't, didn't want to do it. I just, I feel like you'd be really kind of behind and just left out. There's been, for, you know, this year and how it's been with the COVID thing, I honestly thought it was going to be a really bad year for me, but it's been definitely one of the better ones. And I mean, some of the jobs alone that I've just gotten off Facebook have taken up at least three to four months of my entire schedule this year, all Facebook not including the phone calls and emails. So I never would have thought that a long time ago, but I'm talking in not small jobs either, you know, entire houses. Wow. So that's, that's surprising to me, Aaron, that it's that to that, to that effect right now. So uh, Jeff, I'd ask you the same thing. Biggest changes you've seen in the industry since you started, uh, other than, than the electric vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming out of the horse and buggy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I would agree with Aaron. You know, obviously equipment technology, the power drive, uh, unbelievable. You know, you get into multi, 
disc multi-directional machines, just what it's done to change it, what I'm calling now upright sanding, uh, you know, just that you're up off your hands and knees and how much we've eliminated with edging. It's just unbelievable what that machine will do. And in the first day, you can take somebody brand new, day number one, throw them on a power drive, and they're part of your crew. They're making money from the first minute, yeah. uh, where before it would take weeks or months to get somebody trained. And probably the second biggest one for me was converting from oil-modified finishes to water-based. And, and Aaron was the big push for that. He, you know, he just, I'm not going to breathe and do what you've done for the past 25 or 30 years when he got started with me. So uh, I think that was huge when we, when we made that move. So Aaron wasn't a big fan of 4080 satin poly and bad lighting. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, that's too so, bad. <laughs> I don't miss it walking in doing them gym floors. And I mean, you walk in there and I mean, you can't breathe, you can't see. Back then, nobody really wore respirators. You know, I mean, look at Wayne. That's all we got to do. Just, you know, he said it should be a, a poster boy for why you don't do certain things. Right. And then we might have to get a resume together <laughs> after this call. <laughs> One other thing, too, I'd like to add into the, you know, the biggest thing in the industry is changes. You know, people underestimate, you know, like Google and the online reviews is huge. So people really, I think they need to push that, you know, before, you know, if you didn't have to worry about none of that now, 90% of the people I talk to, that's where they found me, you know, it's Google, something like that. And then they're looking at your reviews and everything else like that. You know, if it's not a referral, most of them already know. But then again, even if it is a referral, they're still going to get on there and check because they want to know for themselves. So trying to get people to understand that, you know, really, you know, keep your reputation high and everything, you know, that standpoint is important. Well, as for, I've never actually met Aaron before, or even I don't even think talked to Aaron before. And uh, you seem like a real bright guy. Uh, Rob, Rob's dad knew that Rob was going to be a floor man his whole life. There was no choice. He asked him one day if he wanted a pocket calculator. And he says, no, dad, I can count my pockets. I don't need a calculator. Yep. Oh, here we go. The real bad jokes. huh? Even How long have you been holding on that one? Two, three yeah, months? Yeah, two episodes. You've been this holding like that one for a while. I yeah. had to use Aaron. Oh, that was a perfect time for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had to use Aaron to get yeah, to that. Exactly. So sorry, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Obvious to it. That's how Wayne deflates the balloon, everybody. Yep. Perfect. You know, when we first started doing these podcasts, the tables turned a little bit. Uh, if you listen to like the first or second or third podcast we do, it'd be like, I mean, I would be like his straight man. I would just, he said, okay, we're going to do these podcasts together. Okay, sounds good, Rob. You know, we get along with the podcast. And I'd say something, you go, listen to that buffoon. Listen to that idiot. Go ahead, idiot. Try to say it again. Try to say it right this time. And I thought I was just, all right, we're, you know, I'm, wh where'd that come from? And then, uh, then I was just like, everything I said he would jump on, like he was the guy who was supposed to be like the, the, the heckler. You know what I mean? I go, what the hell are you doing? And then now I remember, I remember all that, Rob. You remember, huh? Yeah. How many years did you, you know, actually get up, go to work every day with each other? Oh, every day from the time he was 18. Uh, so, Aaron, you got to help me do the math here real quick. 18 to what? I went to Bona 29 years old. So 11 years, 12 years. Is that right? What is it? Yeah, I guess we're going to go with 11, but it felt more like, 
really five, and then you kind of disappeared after that. Why I kind of felt like I did it all. <laughs> all righty. Wow. <laughs> We can work this out. Let's cover what I did with his inheritance. So <laughs> let me tell you what I did with that out here. It's in the driveway. So no, let's go ahead. No, he definitely, it was probably 11 years and, you know, together all the time, you know, sometimes when we had more people, he'd be on one job, I'd be on another one with other people. So then just kind of right. got. So, so you guys were together working together 11 years, 11 or 12 years. How did you separate work from family? Because you can't bring it home. So was there anything that you guys did that could maybe help other guys out there who are working father and son who sometimes, uh, you know, you have that bad day at work. So how would you separate it at night? Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> Except for drinking heavily. <laughs> yeah, Jim Beam can definitely be a help. Or Jack, you know, just kind of depends on the person. But there, you know, you work all day, good days, and, you know, everything goes fine. And you'd have one pop, a bad day every once in a while pop up, you know. Well, mom asked me to go out to dinner. Yeah, well, I'm not going today. I didn't see dad all day. I got to see him tomorrow. We ain't going out to eat. So just sometimes you just had to say no on the getting together with family because you knew you had to see him first thing the next morning. So. <laughs> That was not the not the answer I was thinking we were going to get. That's exactly so, what I thought he was going to say. It's a it, <laughs> it's a great question, Rob, because here's how we separated it at our house with my brothers at dinner. John, you you know, pass those potatoes down here. Get the potatoes. You know where the potatoes are at? They're in that closet that you said you were going to edge, and you didn't edge, and you left them hooking to me. Come on, Jeff. We really did get along. We got along well. I mean, it was you know, occasionally you hit the kind of the bump in the road but we really didn't I mean we just we worked and went home and uh you know when we had we were running three four crews and had a couple subs I mean Aaron was out there and I did a lot more too in the store we had a large retail location and you know quoting so a lot of times we were apart but I mean when we worked together out there on the job we had kind of our defined roles and we always had other guys around us so we really didn't I mean it was we tried to have a professional image even in front of the employees. So we didn't have the family arguments. I mean, you just done your thing. So, and if we got pissed off, we just didn't talk about it until we got back to the shop and we discussed what went wrong and, and moved on. We just didn't hold grudges. His mom holds grudges, but I mean, we didn't. So. <laughs> see, see Rob, we can get to that place. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. When you made the NWFA 30 under 30 or 30 for 30, or was it 30 under 30 or? 40 under 40. You made 40 under 40. Yeah. yeah. When you made the NWFA list 40 under 40, was that the day that you said, I'm a better man than my father today? No, I got, that's some pretty big shoes to fill there on that one. So oh, that's a, look at that sweet kid there. Good job, Jeff. Good job. You know he's lying, but he, he's gonna. Has he ever held that over your head? Uh, well, I mean, I hear about that and his floors being in the magazines. I never had a picture in the magazine. He he reminds me of those things all the time. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all we we do do the picking and jabbing back at each other. So 
or how many followers he has on Instagram versus how many followers I have. So uh, it's it's always something going there. But well, he uh, said that now I'm gonna lose probably a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping for a thousand. My product <laughs> going to getting on the show with us. Um, <laughs> what do you do when you're not uh, the two of you? What what what's uh, what's vacation look like? When you when you get a chance to get away for a few days, what's the uh, what do you like to do? Uh, I mean, I've we, I've got a motor home, so we we enjoy that camping and try to head to the beach. That's that's what we enjoy to do. Or the wife, if you asked her, it's road trips. So uh, she likes to head out west, or we like to go places we haven't been. But that's that's what we like to do is to camp. For us, it, we like to do a lot of traveling. We go out west a lot, and then you know we try to keep our sanity because the kids will drive you nuts. So you got to do one vacation a year with the kids. And then you got to do one without the kids. So we always usually take them to the beach or, you know, Disney World, something like that. Just something to get away, you know, from work, you know, leave the store phone, you know, at home or you ain't got to talk, emails, things like that, just to get away from reality for a week or two and, you know, enjoy life. Well, I mean, Jeff has been a, a, a one heck of an addition to, to Bona. I mean, we're, we're lucky to have Jeff and the experience that he brings to this company. And, uh, you know, he jokes around a lot, but uh, you don't have to know much about Jeff to know that he is, he is an absolutely wonderful craftsman and, and he's a floor guy. I mean, you know what I mean? And that is, that's in his DNA. That ain't never going to go away. When he gets out on a job site, you know, he knows his way around a job site and uh, he knows the struggles and challenges that contractors have and, and uh, that empathy he has for him. And that, you know, is, is, uh, we just feel you know, very fortunate to, fortunate to have him. And uh, in talking with uh, uh, Jeff over the over the short time that he's been here, whenever he talks about Aaron and he and how proud he, he is of the hard work that you do and the work that you're putting out, there's a quote I like, and it says, "When you're proud of your son, you know you can be proud of yourself." So that's a, a job well done on on both sides of the equation there. So uh, great to have both you guys on here, man. And Aaron, I, I do follow you on, I know you think I'm an old bastard because I'm a silver sneaker guy, but I, I, I do follow you on uh, Instagram and see the cool stuff that you, that you do. And uh, I know that you also uh, give back to anybody that's asking for help and asking for a hand out there. So pretty cool to see that uh, they say the acorn doesn't fall far, fall from the tree. So after Jeff gets a little older in three or four more years, we can talk about kicking him aside and bringing you in. <laughs> is that why you were asking me if bum likes to instruct yeah i asked him that today yeah. <laughs> i see you're getting a little bit slower and i looked at bum i go you know he's a younger rob you know and he's probably cheaper i don't know about that no no he's definitely not cheaper yeah him, i found him that him, out him and aaron went to the same school as far as pricing goes because like Jeff said about how gutsy these new kids are, that is the one thing that Aaron and Bum have mastered. Bum told me what he made on a job, and I laid. I never have trouble sleeping. I had trouble sleeping that night thinking, my God, if he's making this much, how much could I really be making right now per square foot? Mm -hmm. So I was right with Jeff on that one, man. That was just crazy talk. So, uh, Jeff, any other uh, grandkids other than uh, Aaron's three three kids? No, that's it. That's it. That I know of. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's it. All so, right, yeah. good deal. 
So I have to ask you, you, you mentioned Darlene, your wife, and, uh, and Aaron's mom. Uh, that what, what role does she play in the business, if at all? Uh, yeah, she still does the bookkeeping for, for Aaron, but from day one, she was involved with the business. Uh, it started out basically as me and her. So she, I ran the big machine, and she would do the edging, and, of course, she was out there on gym floors. Uh, if she was sitting here right beside me, she would tell you, all the way up through the pregnancies, even with Erica, our daughter, uh, two weeks before she was born, she was out there doing floors with us. So she's always been involved from day one, could install, sand, finish, and do the bookkeeping. And as we grew, of course, then she converted over and all she did was stay in the office answering the phones and doing the bookkeeping. But she's been a huge part of it from day one. Yeah. You still like her? Most days, I'd say three out of seven per week. Oh, that's good. Good. 37 years of marriage. 37 years. Yeah. I got you by one or two, I think. I should know. Oh, kind of like floors. You know, I did them yeah, 40, yeah. you've done them 41. It's, you got me at everything. So he's a Johnny one upper. You get You never get used to that. How, Johnny how, one upper. how long have you been married, Rob? Um, 36 years, 36 years, uh, October 6th. 36, 37, and 38. That's 90, that's over 100 years between us. And I got to add in, too, because Aaron will enjoy this. It took us seven years to conceive him, and he was conceived in Germany when I was in the military. But that was a great seven years. It was a lot of activity during that time period. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. This, is the, this is the part that Eileen starts to get a little nervous, right? Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going down this road, okay? Because I remember Pauline said to me, you know, let's have a baby. I'm like, geez, we, you know, we just got married. You sure you, you know, what if you don't like me? And then we have a kid. And so I said, let's wait a year. And I remember saying to my dad, hey, how long, uh, you know, how long does it take you to get my pregnant? And my dad goes, oh, don't worry about that. You, you work on the road. You're on the road all the time. It'll be years. Yeah, thanks, dad. Like, Two months later. So much for that, you know, five-year wait time. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You guys, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm going to a lot leave of with, fun, boys. Uh, and, and I'm going to leave you with one more quote. Oh, uh, boy. I, I know. I know, but I like mm. it. Mm -hmm. when it says, uh, when you teach your son, you teach your son's son. So uh, I like the family aspect of this, that you guys work together so close. And uh, – and again, great to have you guys on. It was a pleasure talking to both of you. And uh, uh, good luck in your career, Aaron. And uh, we'll all we'll be following you and see how you, you know, you, the, the work that you put out there. By the way, that Instagram, if any, no one's seen that Instagram picture of that job you did with those stairs, looking down those stairs, was that was sexy, man. That was eye candy. And, and, and actually, when you first got the job, you know, I, I saw it. You know, I, I remember you said something like, this one's getting ready to start or something like that. I looked at that job and every bone in my body hurt. I don't know how many sets of stairs were on that job, but that was a beast. It was so, 47 steps, and every step had, uh, you know, three bowsers on it that I couldn't even get two fingers in between. Oh, wow. That was the worst set of steps I've ever had to do in my life, but they turned out to be the coolest set from 1901, all ripped and quartered solid steps. So just something you don't, you don't see every day, so. Stunning, man. Just beautiful. The picture was just absolutely gorgeous. And the picture of you with your granddad on the job again, uh, just love it, man. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, that should be in a frame. I hope you do put that in the frame somewhere. 
So there you yeah. go. This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob, talking to Aaron Sheaves and uh, out of Virginia, and uh, Jeff Sheaves, the territory manager for Bona, and well, thank you guys for, for being on, and please stay tuned for another episode.